This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 855-450-FREE. That's uh, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you can enjoy the various features that uh, we have for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Uh, So things are a little bit different tonight, though. Uh, For our internet listeners, you won't notice uh, but for our radio listeners, you probably won't notice either, although uh, there may be occasional cutouts in the broadcast due to the fact that our regular connection to the network is down and out. Uh, we're normally connected via ISDN. Tonight we are connected via the public internets. And even though uh, technology on the internet's pretty darn good, still packets get lost. And so we apologize, or I apologize, if there is any uh, droppage. Hopefully there won't be too much. Uh, so 855-450-3733. That's the toll-free number. You can, of course, bring up absolutely anything. As we mentioned last night toward the very end of the show, uh, the results are in from the Republican National Convention, and Ron Paul did not win. Of course, that might have something to do with, or it might, you know, might be a factor that there were all manner of shenanigans, for lack of a better term, going on at the Republican National Convention. Rules were changed at the last minute. Uh, Delegates were undelegated and replaced with Romneyites at the last minute. Uh, And they rearranged the rules. So as I understand it, the Republican National Committee could just go ahead and arbitrarily make decisions without having to ask the full convention. Who'd want that? To decide on it. And now uh, there's another update from examiner.com. Uh, This story coming out yesterday from Tampa in what could only be called a civil war within the GOP. The Republican establishment pulled out all the stops to limit or remove any reference to second place finisher and Texas Congressman Ron Paul. When the establishment controlled... He's being disappeared. Yeah. When the establishment controlled rules committee changed the rules at the last second to take nominating votes away from Ron Paul, a number of his delegates walked out of the convention in protest. Ron Paul supporters knew something was a foul. Not much else they could do. Right off the bat, when state-by-state seating arrangements were revealed, important states like Massachusetts and Michigan were put in the front row. While both are dominated by the Democratic Party, they're also the current and boyhood home of Republican nominee Mitt Romney. Where were the states that supported Ron Paul in the primary seated? You guessed it. In the very back, right up against the exits. The nosebleed section, as CNN's Aaron Burnett put it on Monday night. So, trying to marginalize them by their physical position in the uh, the location and uh, all manner of other rule tweaking and such. On Sunday night at midnight, frantic and panicked posts began appearing throughout Ron Paul's social media pages. Word had begun spreading, rightly or wrongly, that the Romney-backed GOP leadership was tricking Ron Paul delegates out of their rightful voting spots. It's a trick. It's a lie, one post by a Ron Paul delegate warned. Don't listen to the party officials. They're trying to trick you out of your convention credentials, another advised. The worry was over the announcement by Republican Party officials that the convention was canceled for Monday and would instead begin on Tuesday. While that was true of the events that would have been shown on national TV, it was actually not 100% accurate. Well, the media was reporting that as though what was going on was there was going to be nothing on Monday due to the hurricane. Right, they certainly were. And uh, we had uh, reported that. So according to this, the trick, as described by the supporters, was that the party was telling Ron Paul delegates not to show up until Tuesday, when in reality, delegate credentialing on Monday had not been canceled, and any Ron Paul delegate that failed to register on Monday would be replaced. 
by an alternate delegate, loyal to Mitt Romney. So the people that the ones they didn't want to replace that were, say, loyal to Mitt Romney, uh, if they didn't show up and they didn't register, that's fine. They can just say, oh, yeah, you can go, just go through. But sure. the ones that didn't, they couldn't necessarily. I see. Even before the Republican convention began, it was apparent that the GOP's number one priority wasn't to promote the Republican Party or Mitt Romney. It was to promote Mitt, Mitt Romney as the unified nominee. When the Monday events were canceled due to hurricane threats, one of the first things to be pulled from the itinerary was the planned tribute to Ron Paul. When the national media announced which days and nights it would cover on live network television, GOP officials immediately shuffled their events around. One of the more bizarre changes was to move the actual delegate voting from the end of the convention and primetime network television to the very first day and only on C-SPAN. So that's the clarification on something we had uh, I'd asked about the other night. It was because we'd heard that they'd moved the schedule so TV wouldn't be covering the uh, that portion of it, the uh, whatever they call that, the delegate voting. Uh, and that it ended up on C-SPAN, so I wondered what that meant. And, well, that it did mean that the national television was not covering the delegate voting. So that part didn't happen. It only happened on C-SPAN, which means only political junkies saw that particular portion yeah, I of I can't remember the event. last time I watched C-SPAN. What is wrong with presenting an ununified front? This is what I asked last night. <laughs> I just don't understand. I, I don't either. I, I really just don't. If this is a legitimate process, they shouldn't need to pull shenanigans like this. Right. Well, I mean, it's clearly know, not legitimate. I guess the suggestion is, is that uh, after the, the, the primary process, which was clearly not unified. Right. Um, that we have all come to the conclusion that the very best candidate, you know, after our candidates lost, we came to the conclusion the very best candidate is Mitt Romney. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mitt Romney. Yeah, well, it's it's common amongst politics to make it appear as though the entirety of the party is behind our man because they're going up against the evil Barack Obama and they're so different, Mitt Romney and Barack Obama, or at least that's what they want you to believe. How it is you're going to end up believing that if you're paying any attention, I don't know. You can't get away from the advertising. I, I think it's just surprising because I haven't had a television set in probably four or five years now. I haven't had mm-hmm. cable but even still, and I've got all my ads blocked on the internet, and still, really, still, they are able to get to me. I, I, I've never I seen it. I can't imagine like how much money they are throwing at reaching everyone. Probably millions, if not billions, of right. dollars. Uh, so back to the story here again. They uh, did not cover the delegate voting on national television because the Republicans moved the time and the date of the delegate voting to avoid national television. Uh, according to many of the rumors swirling Which around the convention floor. can't be good, right? Like, floor. I mean, I'll bet the Democrats don't move there, <laughs> make sure that their their voting is nationally televised, right? Even if some of them come in for different people. Honestly, I don't know what the Democrats do. Obviously, the uh, the level of attention is not at the, the same peak for them. I remember so... 2008, and they had live coverage of the voting. Okay. You know, I don't remember whether it was the Re- Republicans. I think it was the Republicans that I might have been paying attention to at the time. Uh, but... I mean, the, to show that to, to not have live coverage of your voting shows the weakest position possible. I would think if the Democrats had a, a you know challenger like a Ron Paul in their race, they would do something similar. It's to only him. a weak position. Politics is politics. I mean, they're all scum. So back to the. Uh, I mean, Romney rumors. was going to win. Why didn't they? Unless they were worried about Romney winning, why would they not show the voting? They don't want anyone to know that Ron Paul has support. That's pretty obvious they don't. I mean, there's an L.A. Times story that came out on this. Right. So they failed miserably 
They did the opposite of what they hoped to achieve. Could they possibly have imagined that that wasn't going to happen? Well, not everybody reads the L.A. Times. What? Not everybody reads the L.A. Times. Well, but the okay, everybody who gives a flying crap about what happens at the Republican National Convention, I mean, a large percentage of them are going to read major newspapers out there, and there are many major newspapers that carry the L.A. Times. So, what story. did they? What did they have to say about it? Basically, that the the Paul people, you know, what what you're talking about that they didn't mm-hmm. they couldn't cover it. The Paul people stormed out. That kind of thing. According to many rumors swirling around the convention floor, it was because the party was afraid of what the various pro-Paul delegation chairs would say while announcing their state's votes. As readers may remember, this is part of the convention where each state approaches the microphone one at a time and begins with something like, The proud and humble strawberry state with the largest national monument and the most ice cube exports in the nation proudly casts eight of its 12 votes for Mitt Romney and four of its votes for the defender of liberty and the most honest man in American politics, Ron Paul. Of course, that was merely a fictitious example of a state casting its votes, but it's exactly what the GOP establishment refused to let appear on national network television. Many longtime Ron Paul supporters weren't surprised. According to them, the establishment has been blacking out Ron Paul for two and a half decades, so why would they give him the spotlight now? More about the uh, shenanigans happening at the RNC here in moments, and maybe you were on the ground and you know what happened. You want to explain it to us? You're welcome to share your experience here at 855-450-3733, 1-855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that you'll find there. They are all completely free. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And with you here tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Hey, some of those features include our bulletin board system, where you can get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. Just go to BBS. Dot freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Like everything else on the site, we give it away. So enjoy. All right. So also you need to know about the Free State Project, especially if you're upset with what's going on with or what happened, because I guess it's over now, with the Ron Paul revolution uh, and what happened at the Republican National Committee or convention rather over the weekend. And actually, I guess it's still going on right I'm now. I'm not sure the Ron Paul revolution is over. I think a lot of people are going to be involved in their local and Yeah, but you state. said he's done, right? Like this is his last. That's his claim, and I think so. Right. So it's no longer the Ron Paul revolution. He's done. He's retiring, right? Unless they can convince him to come back around in another four years, he's, uh, he's thrown in the towel. So, you know, good. If you think you can make a difference in the Republican Party, I wish you the best. How you can think that after what happened at the Republican National Committee, you must be delusional because it's clear that these people are very comfortable with their positions of power and are going to stop at nothing to prevent you from 
taking it from them. There's been lots of changes that have uh, existed over the uh, past 200 and something years. And uh, there's no you you have no no indication there's not going to be some level of change that can be brought on the Republican Party. I'd I'd love to be something that's good enough for you and I. No, No. nothing's ever going to be good enough. If Ron Paul would have been elected president of the United States, you can believe on January 21st, we would have found something bad about what he did. And we were reported here on Free Talk Live because that's what we do. Thus, always to tyrants. But he would have been a lot better than the choice than what we're going to get but on January But that's not 20th. happening. So let's talk about reality. And the reality is, you have absolutely no chance of uh, of, a, of a, you know affecting this. It's ridiculous to believe that you do. I mean, just look at what these people are doing. Look at the desperation and the backhanded and underhanded uh, tactics. The fact that, the that, fact that they using. have desperation and they have to use underhanded tactics does show that you have some level of control. It shows that they're nervous. It shows that they're they are they are you know pathetic and that they're threatened. I get it. They're you know backed into. They feel like they're probably backed into a corner. They're doing some really pathetic, desperate things, but they're it's working. I don't know. I mean, they're in charge. It's their rules. It's their organization. And I don't do whatever they can to keep you out. I don't know if it's pathetic or desperate. It's just uh, it's it's petty. Is what it it's is. It's certainly that. So we're going over a list of things that have uh, have happened at the Ron Paul, con- or excuse me, the uh, Republican National Convention here, uh, as according to the folks who are actually there. But I wanted to remind you, if you are somebody who was really excited about Ron Paul, maybe you just got into Ron Paul this year, maybe you didn't know about him in 2008, and now you are, at least maybe not right now, maybe in the next few days it's going to start to hit you like a wave. You'll uh, start to feel things that you haven't felt before, like listless hopeless, upset, angry, uh, hateful. You know, these are possible emotions that you might uh, might be going through. It's not like the, and it's not like all of you know the the two of us. I don't know, Nimi, have if your involvement in political campaigns and what it's like when the uh, when you're on the losing side. But that's what it's like. A lot of people put a lot of energy into the Ron Paul campaign. A lot of money, unlike, too. A lot of money and a lot of energy, unlike they have before. By the way, I put money and energy into the Ron Paul campaign. Me too. I understand because I think that his message was really important. I didn't think he was going to win in uh, 2012, and you know it's not that I was rooting for that. I was rooting for just the opposite. But that I, you know, I knew what happened in 2008. I didn't expect him to make it in 2012. But I think that it's it's worthy uh, to go out there and spread the message, and it's worthy to be involved in the political process in, in that way. But it feels bad at the end of it all. It feels disgusting. It feels awful. Yeah, I have not worked in political campaigns. I kind of, I kind of washed my hands of the whole thing, Mark. I know you've done quite a bit of work, but I did contribute to the Ron Paul campaign this year. And it's disappointing to me, but on the flip side, too, it is getting, there. there is some success because the message of liberty is getting out. That's I, why I donated. I didn't donate with the expectation that Ron Paul was going to win. I donated with the expectation that he was going to talk about liberty and do it in public and right. do it a lot. Yeah. And that means something to me. Some name recognition and some some pretty powerful advertising as well. So uh, one of the things that Ron Paul has done in the past is endorse the Free State Project. Because he knows it's a good idea to get people of a liberty mindset together. You want to have a chance at taking over the Republican or Democratic parties? You've got to have concentration. You've got to have numbers to overwhelm the old guard and to frustrate them to the point where they give up and go somewhere else. Or just give up. 
And that's something that we can do here in New Hampshire. It's something that's being done here in New Hampshire with over a thousand people here now as part of the Free State Project. That doesn't count all the wonderful New Hampshire natives like Nemi Thank you. who have been living here their whole lives or a good portion of their lives who are also liberty-minded and are willing to get active. So we've got over 12,500 people that have signed up for the Free State Project who have pledged to make the move to New Hampshire. If you want to know what's next after Ron Paul, it's not some new national messiah. It's it's not some new national uh, savior that's uh, some candidate, some political candidate yeah. that's going to come around, come around and save you from the Republicans and the Democrats. That plum that is Washington, D.C., the, the seat of power in the world is just too juicy, just too yeah. tempting to the sociopaths that would be involved in politics. When you're talking about a, a, you know, a smaller state government, a smaller state and its state government, you know, it doesn't... It's not as tempting, but certainly the corruption's still there. However, when you're talking about New Hampshire, where there are 400 representatives, as opposed to you know your state, which probably has 40 or something like that, 400 representatives, and lobbyists have to wear a big red, emblem, a big orange emblem on themselves. It's and it's also been rated the freest state in America the two times the Mercatus Center has done such a rating. Yeah, we got we got a leg up. We cut. New Hampshire cut twelve, almost twelve percent from its budget last year. What'd your state cut? Indeed, so Nothing. go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about the Free State Project. There's some forums there. Get interactive with the people that are already involved. Ask all the questions you need to ask. You'll get the answers you're looking for, and find out about why the Free State Project is the only logical choice for anybody that actually wants to achieve liberty in our lifetime. If you want to keep battling futilely in national politics with the Republican and Democratic parties and trying to somehow uh, win some sort of influence there, so in 50 years you might be able to get a candidate nominated somehow, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just it's a fantasy. It's a pipe dream. You're welcome to keep banging your head up against that wall. But when you're ready to actually win in politics, move to New Hampshire. Because you can win a political race here without really spending any significant amount of money. The, the New Hampshire representative districts are very small. There are only a few thousand people in each district. And it doesn't take – you could literally do a house-to-house campaign in the average uh, you know, New Hampshire rep district. Politics is winnable, and it has been won here in New Hampshire. And more people will win as more people who love liberty get here. So go to freestateproject.org. Dave's in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Well, I think you are uh, wrong. I think uh, the the Ron Paul uh, campaign was a success, that he's beaten the House in many ways, and he's got a lot of chips to cash in. All right, Dave, can you give us the analysis here in a moment? Hang on. We're going to bring you back. More with uh, Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com, who is a longtime uh, Free State Project participant, somebody who's been here for uh, even longer than I have. Uh, 855-450-3733, 1-855-450-FREE. You can take control, and if you've had experience at the Republican National Convention this week, we'd love to hear about it. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the Internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. 
You can bring up anything you want here, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And you can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that we give to you. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. And, of course, those include the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, just go click and download. They are yours completely free. freetalklive.com. You can get the last seven days' worth right at the top of the website. And then if you look over on the left-hand side under Listen and Share, you'll find a link to our SoundCloud page where you can access a bunch of archives going all the way back to late 2006. Download as many as you want. Save them. Give them away. Whatever you want to do, chop them up. We don't care. Uh, enjoy them over at freetalklive.com. And most importantly, share them. So if there's a show you like and you're on our SoundCloud page, you just click the share button on whichever episode is your preference. And then uh, your listeners or your listeners, your friends on Facebook uh, and Twitter or wherever else you like to hang out online will be able to experience that. So go once again to freetalklive.com and grab some archives. We're going to continue here and uh, take your calls. Dave Ridley is on the line from RidleyReport.com. Dave, you're back on. We've been talking about the Ron Paul or the anti-Ron Paul shenanigans going on at the Republican National Convention. You're saying you want to focus on some of the the things you consider to be wins for Ron Paul. Is that right? Yeah, he won a lot of chips, and I think he just needs to cash them in. Uh, And the way I would recommend doing that, you know, if I were him, I would just move to New Hampshire. If he moves to New Hampshire, as he has sort of hinted at doing in the past, uh, then what's going to happen is that's going to have uh, an electric effect of drawing more and more people to the state, and it's going to probably guarantee that we have liberty in one state, right? Or more so. Wait a minute. Now, when has he alluded to this? I mean, I've always got the impression he is it loving does, Texas. This does sound rather uh, pipe dreamy, so yeah. I, I want to hear more about it, this. I think it. I think you're probably right in your analysis. Dream. You, bought, you, you you're, you you rent a Pinsky, you put your stuff in it, and you drive here just like the rest of us. <laughs> I get it. Do that. I would love and to. He s- has hinted at doing it before. In 2007, when he gave his speech to the Liberty Forum, he said if his, if he if he didn't think the campaign you know for president was going to go anywhere, a uh, backup option was for him to move to New Hampshire and run for statewide office here. Well, that sure would be amazing if he actually did that. It seems more like just uh, teasing that uh, you know he knew his audience, and so he was kind of pandering a little bit. But I hope you're right, Dave. I hope Ron Paul packs up from Texas and moves up here. That would right. be amazing, but although I don't I'm think not going to get my hopes up. I don't think he has any chips, though, Dave. I mean, at this point, he is out of the basically out of the running as far as the Republican Party goes, so they don't owe him anything. I mean, this was this was it. This was the final thing. So It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether the Republican Party owes him anything. The, the chips that he has are what I would call PR chips. The okay. fact that, uh, Lots he of that. Has, uh, the ability, whenever he does, there's going to be cameras there pretty much. If he moves to New Hampshire and that, you know, brings a photographer along or invites the media, it would be a circus. Uh, and that media circus would draw us, you know, would bring us out of darkness and into the full fledged, uh, you know, light of day in terms of the mainstream national press. Dave, what else did you want to share? Well, uh, I have a, actually, I called about it totally unrelated matter, but um, I did have a little bit of uh, Ed and Elaine Brown news. Oh, really? Ed and Elaine Brown, who were a couple of uh, folks who didn't pay federal income tax for a long time, they ended up holding them, uh, kind of housing themselves in their own home and uh, threatening violence against, uh, or Ed Brown, I guess, more specifically, threatened violence against those who might come to uh, to capture him. They ended up being captured and are now going to likely spend the rest of their lives in prison. Uh, but go ahead. Uh, they were uh, being, uh, I guess, supported might be one word for it, but, but mail to jail.com used to send 
um, mail to them through their service. So you could just you could write them through your computer mm-hmm. via mail to jail. Uh, when uh, they had a change in leadership or whatever, they stopped sending them uh, mail, removed support from them, and the purpose, I guess the reason for that was just because they had taken sort of a defensive violent, you know, violent threat type stand against the authorities. Yeah, I support mail to jail's decision there. I did a video about that, and in response to the video, just just mentioning the fact that this had happened, uh, someone came forward and has established sort of a competing service to mail to jail. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, pork, porkmail.com. And I wanted to mention that it exists and that they are, um, they are, they are, you can, you can email Ed and Elaine Brown through them. And you can also email, I think all the, uh, relevant New Hampshire Liberty activists that go to jail. Yep, that's true. Porkmail.com. I think it's great. You know, a little bit of competition is uh, is always a good thing, and, and I hope it uh, hope it works out for them. I understand why Mail to Jail pulled down the Browns. I don't know if it was fair to pull down Elaine Brown, because I don't think she was threatening violence. I think it was more uh, Ed who was doing that, but then again, she did stand by her man as he was threatening violence, so you could call it on that point. And uh, I, I don't blame him, uh, the new guy that's running uh, Mail to Jail, for not wanting to be associated with that, so I, I think that it was the oh, right choice. Just, yeah, it's his time. It's his resources and he gets he gets to make the call i felt it was worth bringing up as an issue and uh i'm glad i did because i think you know, that that's what inspired this guy to go create he has uh mail. by the way as i understand it apparently i have an idea and someone else actually follows through on it so i thought i, I thought i should mention it. that's good well, you know uh just for the record as i understand it the operator of mail to jail has received threats uh as a result of him pulling uh ed and elaine down from the site so just give you some idea of some of the folks who are out there supporting them. I don't blame him at all for not wanting to uh, to assist in those people and what they're doing. Well, one person can make a lot of other people look bad. Ed, Ed and Elaine didn't threaten him, unless I, unless you know different. So no. I don't I don't know that they should be punished. But again, he's not punishing them. He's just he's not he's no longer actively assisting him. It's his time. Yep. Well, and I imagine if his uh, if his donations went down significantly after making that choice, he might have uh, reconsidered. But I don't think that they have. So. No, and I don't think that they will either, because it, 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 it's free publicity. <laughs> People are talking about mail to jail more than they would otherwise. And the other thing is that I think one of the things we, we learned from the Ed and Elaine Brown situation is that the, the, the you know these violence or you know potentially violent standoffs can trigger a lot of flash attention and interest, and then people just sort of bail out and wander off when it's over. Uh, that they do. They don't do that as much for civil disobedience. Dave, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thanks for the uh, analysis. And that's Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com, 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. Yeah, I'm kind of trying to think about what I would uh, do and if it was my website. And I, if you were the mail-to-jail operator? Mail-to-jail operator. And, you know, I mean, I see value in the Ed and Elaine Brown situation, um, you know, people that were willing to stand up for their principles. Uh I don't know that Ed Brown necessarily threatened violence. He more just threatened retaliatory uh, force, right? That's violence. Okay, fine. You want to use the term violence? Um, So, I mean, all right, I'm going to go ahead and threaten violence against the government. If the government comes and slaughters my family, I'm going to react violently against them. Well, I don't know if that's a good idea. I just, you well, don't a good know. idea in terms of what? I, I think it's a matter of, you know, if the government's coming after my family, I'm going to go down 
Right. But, well, not just know. coming after, but I mean, slaughtering was the term right. I used. Yeah, I mean, right. you know, by slaughtering, I mean hanging them up by their okay. heels and slitting their throat and cutting mm. their skin off. I no, mean, that wasn't happening with Ed Brown, though. Uh, agreed. So, I mean, it's uh, but do you understand that everybody is walking around is a walking threat of violence if you use mm-hmm. the retaliatory violence as a um as as a criteria, all he's saying is what other people are saying. Is as if you push me well, far Mark, enough, you're being, and if you do enough. Yeah, I, I get it, but there's no excuse for it because we know that when people use violence, uh, they actually do. Ed, in his case, was taken peacefully. Uh, but when people actually do use violence against the people calling themselves the state, it really looks bad, and it it gives the state justification for more violence and for increasing the size and the scope and the intrusiveness of the police state. No, so they... if the if the people calling themselves the state were going around and skinning people and hanging them up, uh, people like would immediately sort of... begin using violence against them. They, but they yeah. don't use that particular tactic. Right. So tactic it's ridiculous to even bring that up as an example no. because then everybody would know that they're out of control and that uh, you know this is clearly not you know some sort of a democratic situation anymore in any way uh you know reasonable and i think that a lot you of think that do- what the government is doing currently is reasonable no i'm talking about the way people see it right so the people i agree if people didn't think the government was reasonable they would do something about it hopefully at some so point. you're saying that it's aesthetics not a principled stand to remove ed and elaine brown it just it's it's what it's how good or bad it looks for um, male jail i think that's generally why you don't use violence against the state because they are a criminal gang and criminals should be repelled with force if they're hurting peaceful people but in the case of this criminal gang they have legitimacy and until they lose that legitimacy by say doing something like skinning people and hanging them upside down like a predator or something then uh you know then they're going to have that legitimacy and people are going to see it as bad thing to use the successes are piling up and proving the free state project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea when you're planning your move to new hampshire consider keen keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation and there's plenty of political opportunity as well Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website, head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we give to you there. Once again, freetalklive.com with you here tonight. It's Ian. Nami. And Mark. Uh, so, of course, we'll take your calls about absolutely anything that you want. And Gene, the Christian anarchist, is on the line. He's going to give us an update from the Republican National Convention. But first, I want to tell you about, or we want to tell you about... StatelessSweets.com. Stateless Sweets is a place where you can go get, well, you know, frankly, some of the best tasting uh, things I've ever put in my mouth. Ian, I had the uh, the English toffee. Uh, what was what was your favorite of theirs? I like the fudge. Yeah, that's right, the fudge. Um, and my wife uh, really enjoyed the, uh, the the cashew brittle that they had. They've also got an Ademo, uh, the, the the free Ademo caramels that uh, you can go over there and get stateless sweets that's correct statelesssweets.com if you get those uh, free ademo caramels then uh, that i think it's 20% will go to uh, ademo yeah right into his commissary or whatever uh, so you know they're they're a, a company that supports the ideas of liberty you can go and obviously with their name you can uh, check out uh, when you go check out all the different types they've got there you, you can purchase with either 
PayPal or with uh, Bitcoins and all the other manners, as I understand it. StatelessSuites.com. All right. So our number here is uh, 855-450-3733. Gene, the Christian Anarchist, on the line from Mississippi. You're uh, back on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hello. I'm driving back from Tampa. I had quite an exciting weekend and uh, everything from getting Ron Paul to autograph my uh, my new button that has my Corvette on it to uh, driving the two two vermins around uh, Tampa for a little bit. The vermins? You mean Vermin Mr. Supreme? Mr. and Mrs. Vermin, yes. I did that. Oh, that's awesome. Hilarious. How did you uh, how'd you get hooked up with them? They were out and about protesting, and uh, I was driving uh, Ron Paul people around in the Corvette with the, so they could wave the sign and and I shout while we drive around, and Berman asked if he could have a ride too, and I said sure. So he rode around in the Corvette <laughs> a little bit with his with his bullhorn. Did anybody uh, get a picture of that Berman Supreme. Supreme in the Ron Paul Corvette with a rubber boot on his head? Oh yeah, yeah, I got I got pictures. You can email that picture to be at marketfreetalklive.com. Yeah, that'd be great. Maybe you could put it up on the Facebook page. I yeah, think sure, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Uh, can you do that, Gene? Okay. Can. Excellent, excellent. And, now I don't uh, think he had his. Could he have possibly have had the boot on his head in the car? That seems really difficult. Well, with the top down. Yeah, yeah that's just gonna think. Oh, it was convertible. Convertible. <laughs> okay, got it. That makes sense. Plus one convertible. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, Gene. So, what else did you observe? Uh, you know, at the convention, did you actually attend the convention itself, or did you just go to the Ron Paul Fest and the Sundome event? Yeah, I went to the the Fest and the Sundome event, and uh, last night there was a. A party with uh, uh, Tatiana and uh, a couple other groups there, and I got to talk with several of the delegates who were in there. And of course, yesterday was when all the action happened, and um, they had they kind of resented the fact that they didn't do one of the things that they were thinking of doing, which was storming the stage when they when they pulled their shenanigans. Mm. So when they so when they wouldn't seat the delegates. Instead of just uh, staying in their seats and chanting, they were uh, one of the things they had discussed was uh, going storming up to the front and uh, and making a bigger ruckus and maybe mm. forcing them to to arrest them all. And I think you know maybe because you don't know it's second guessing and trying to figure out what would have been better. It's kind of like trying to figure out how many uh, angels can dance on the head of a pin. But yeah. I think. Perhaps it would have. It definitely would have made more press. Which they know, got a lot and, of press already. I mean, the the, the, yeah. de- the Ron Paul delegates got a lot of press. Would I would have loved to have seen press. that though. They're bad. I don't know. Had that actually happened, that would have been pretty epic. It gives me a little yep. uh, Twitter in my stomach to think about it. It would have. Uh, well, it see the Ron Paul uh, campaign is you know it's pretty much over <laughs> at this point. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how much how much damage could you have done? Really, Agreed. you couldn't do any damage. So, and the Republican Party has made it clear with their new rules that they're not going to allow Ron Paul delegates in in the next election because they're going to select all the delegates from the top down. Yep. Even if the rules don't get through completely the way they want them now, within the next four years, they'll have plenty of time to change them quietly behind the scenes. This won't happen so, again. This is never going to happen again. This is the last time. This is this is it. It's over. Uh, Romney, I think, has pretty much sealed his fate as being the loser in this election. He's probably there's. I think there's zero chance he's going to beat Obama. 
And um, are you hoping for that? With- I mean, because a lot of people are uh, like, if I've been seeing this go back and forth on the Republican Liberty Caucus New Hampshire page. You know, people are wanting Romney to win, and people are not wanting him to win. And I'm, uh, you know, what what do you think about that? I mean, are you so bitter towards Romney and the way that the RNC treated Ron Paul that you want to see him lose? Um, I don't necessarily want to see him lose because as far as I'm concerned, it's going to be the same situation for us either way. Yeah, I'd agree with Romney that. Romney or Obama, it's about the same thing. So, But I think that I'm, not, I'm certainly not voting for Obama. I mean, geez, <laughs> I would... I would further throw. I'd sooner throw myself off the Brooklyn Bridge than vote for Obama. But yeah, uh, you know, I think the uh, best scenario we can look at at this point is for the Ron Paul people to vote for Gary Johnson and then send a message to the uh, the, the the Republican people when they lose. You know, the Republicans that when they lose, that hey, look, you had the opportunity and the and you squandered the opportunity. To me, that seems like the very best way to use one's uh, vote. I mean, it's a it's a piddling little thing that the the vote is, but that that's about it yeah. to me. Well, here's here's my thought on that because I've I'm toying with voting for uh, Gary Johnson or writing in Ron Paul or just not showing up. Period. But the the thing that I feel about writing in Ron Paul, even though the waste it will be considered a wasted vote, it'll be thrown away or whatever. Probably won't even count. When I go in that. When I go in the voting booth, I'm doing it to make myself feel good. When I leave there, I want to say that I did the right thing. So for me, Ron Paul is the only answer. Right on, Gene. I'm with you. So even if it gets thrown away, I may still just go in there and write it in because it'll make my me all warm and fuzzy inside. Right. Coach your conscience. Yeah, I I would agree with you because I've I've looked at Gary Johnson and I, I think Mark has a very good point. I haven't made up my mind what I'm going to do yet. But I certainly am not voting for either of the two major no candidates. No doubt about that. Gene, anything else you want and to share I, from your I experience? Ran, I ran into several Free Talk Live listeners down there. They they said, "Oh yeah, I heard you on the show." You know, so <laughs> great, pretty interesting. You've got a you've got a pretty good sized audience. One of the guys actually lives there in Florida, who, who introduced himself to me. Excellent. Were they coming up to you while you were in the car? No, this was at the dance last night, actually. Oh, neat. Uh, so they just figured out uh, that you were Gene, the Christian anarchist. Well, because of the car. Okay. You know, the car kind of gives me away. Sort That's of. what I was saying. You were, it sounded like you were at the dance, so you had arrived at the dance in the car, and, and people saw yeah. that? And, and last night, uh, somebody from Harper's did a long interview with me about why I was so crazy to wrap my car and stuff. So I think it's awesome. Crazy. It's a great-looking car. Just out of curiosity, what happens when you try to get the, this big, giant sticker, of Ron, the Ron, big, giant Ron Paul sticker off of your car? Well, it'll peel off with a heat gun, but I have—I really don't have any intention of peeling it off. I'm probably going to try and sell it on eBay to somebody who would like to uh, preserve. Absolutely, the it's a collector's item. Like, yeah, I don't—I don't want to peel it off. But I, if I keep it, I'm going to drive the wheels off it, and I don't like that op- option either because I love to drive this car. <laughs> I drive it every day. It, yeah, it, well, I mean, my it, daily driver. There's nothing wrong with continuing to promote Ron Paul even after the campaign. The guy still has good ideas. He's still worth looking into and uh, and learning about. Him. So, oh, I w- yeah, I don't ha- I don't have any problem with that. It's just that I'll literally wear the car out, and I, I don't know, know that that's a good. I see good because the car is so valuable with the the sticker on it that you don't want to wear out something so valuable. Gene, thanks for sharing yeah, the. I don't, I don't know that it's that valuable, but I'd like to see it preserved. Anyway. I heard you. 
Thanks for the call tonight, Gene. I appreciate it. Have a safe trip back, and thanks for the update. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here tonight. We've been talking about some of the stuff that went on. uh, I took my Ron Paul bumper sticker off my car yesterday and put my Gary Johnson bumper sticker on. Oh, that's nice. I've still got the Ron Paul signs uh, up at the uh, studios. So we've been talking about what happened at the Republican National Convention, some of the shenanigans going on, how they did everything they could to keep the Ron Paul delegates off of national television. They tried tricking the Ron Paul delegates into not showing up on Monday when delegate registration was supposed to happen uh, by basically telling them that everything was shut down on Monday, which was a lie. And then by Tuesday evening, the vote had been quickly taken and Mitt Romney was announced as the Republican Party's official nominee by Speaker of the House John Boner. In an obvious example Boehner. of the anti-Paul <laughs> procedures. Well, he can, if, if I make any kind of joke about somebody's name, he always has something to say to that. This is a legitimate mistake on his part. He doesn't know how to pronounce the Speaker of the House name. name. Call him Boner. I, that's the way it looks like it's pronounced. <laughs> Boner. They also had a van apparently drive some Ron Paul people around in a circle um, while there was an important vote being taken. What? <laughs> okay, one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Oh, you're saying the convention did yes. that? More coming up. We'll uh, give you the latest, and you can take control as well. Bring up anything. Hour two's next. Free talk live. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. Nami. And Mark. Uh, so for those of you just tuning in, we have been kind of recapping from a, a very detailed article over at The Examiner at examiner.com about uh, what went on at this Republican National Convention. Now, is this thing still going? Like, how many days is this thing? Last? I don't know how long it is, but I think it's still going. Yeah, I think it. I think it probably is still going. I, you know, I don't pay atten- any attention to these politicians. Well, and what I, they know, do. I, I try to avoid getting lied to as often as possible. Yeah. So I don't read. Uh, you know, I don't. I, I, I try not to listen to politicians very often. I do, do still read newspapers, so I I know I'm getting lied to there. Uh, and and frankly, all levels of news. Um, you know, it's just some level of lie or another, but. You know, that's the business I work in. So first up, they uh, apparently sat any of the Republican delegates or the uh, delegates for Ron Paul from the states that that were represented by Ron Paul delegates in the very back of the events uh, space. And they moved all of the Romneyite folks up front. 
They scheduled the television time to where or they scheduled their event around the television coverage to where the delegate counts would not happen on national television during the national TV coverage time. They still happen on C-SPAN, but nobody watches that's C-SPAN. ridiculous. Who's not I mean, a uh, political junkie. They all it shows an incredible level of fear yeah. to not have your delegate count on national well, even television. Even on C-SPAN, as was pointed out last night, the delegate totals were listed as Romney and others. Yeah. So even though Ron Paul got about 10% of the uh, total delegate votes, he was listed with the others. And Ron, I think Ron Paul got something like 180 plus votes. And the next closest was uh, Santorum, who got nine. And that's after so, they, they messed with him on his delegates. He probably would have gotten more than votes than that. Right. They tried. They lied to the delegates. They told them that everything had been canceled on Monday. That was not true. The delegate registration was on Monday. They had not canceled that. So they were attempting to use, uh, do, you know, uh, duplicity to uh you know fool I mean, people he he would have won by four times the amount if they would have just left the ron paul people alone left their whole thing and alone at least three times as many votes and there was no reason for this there was no reason they to knew dis- they were going to win right they knew they were going to win but they disenfranchised grassroots individuals from the party and this is the biggest problem i have with the republican party is they are the very best at disenfranchising people they don't want you to vote they don't want you involved i mean you it's okay if you're black uh, hispanic or gay as long as you like our candidates but if you want any kind of change to our platform you stink um you know they <laughs> if i was if if i was mexican and I saw the way that the uh, the Republicans go with the vitriol. The Republicans go after the quote unquote illegals, which of course catches all kinds of people in its uh, snare. And the way they want it so make it so difficult for people to come to this country. Yeah, I know which party I'd vote for if I was black. I know which party the KKK votes for. I mean, you know, if I was gay. I I know which party doesn't like the gay folks. So, I mean, I don't know what percentage. I don't know how the Asians vote, um, and I don't know what percentage. But, you know, there's there's almost no minority groups out there. And by the way, this was the first year that there were more minority babies born in the United States than there were white babies. So I know that besides the Cubans, (laughs) there's pretty much no minority that's voting for uh, Republicans. And the Republicans are trying their best, fighting their way to the bottom as far as uh, disenfranchising people. Yep, the Democrats have their problems, too. I'm not here to uh, to raise the Democrats up on some kind of pedestal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the party to which I am a member that I am registered for, I really wish they'd figure out to some way to put away the hate and start bringing people in. Because this is all this is. This is hate. Hate towards the Ron Paul people. Hate towards the Ron Paul people. Hate towards people who disagree, because the Ron Paul people have a different idea about uh, uh, about foreign policy. Well, and and it's based in fear, of course. I mean, the the fear that uh, these people could have an influence. Hate is always based right. in fear. The fear that these uh, people could have an influence. The fear that uh, Ron Paul is catching on, and that uh, and what that could possibly mean. For the future of their uh, their political party and their aspirations of those who are in political office and those who are uh, those who would like to control the reins of power. But we're going to uh, continue here with a little bit more from the Examiner piece and then get right into your phone calls at 855-450-FREE. Kind of running down, real good uh, detailed rundown of all of the nonsense that went on at the Republican National Convention. By Tuesday evening, 
uh, said here that uh, in an obvious example of the anti-Paul procedures, when the convention moderator repeated each state's vote, the announcement only included the votes for Mitt Romney. All votes for Ron Paul or even Rick Santorum were silenced. The final tally showed Mitt Romney had 2,061 delegates, while other candidates garnered 202. The party wouldn't even allow Representative Paul or former Senator Santorum to see their own names on the tally board. They were simply reduced to other. Associated Press originally announced that Ron Paul would receive 177 delegate votes, but moments after the tally, C-SPAN announced that Paul had actually received 190 of the 202 non-Romney votes. So when the GOP first announced a change in the rules on Monday, Paul's delegates were outraged. The convention rules committee, dominated by pro-establishment forces, had done the unthinkable. They had changed the rules to allow the party's presidential nominee to replace his party, excuse me, his primary opponent's elected delegates at will with his own supporters, friends and delegates. That the committee insisted was to present a unified front to the American people. I think so, it's just disgusting. What good was any of it? None of it. None. All of the effort, all of the time, because and the America money. isn't unified, obviously. But what I mean is, what was the point of all of the uh, the primaries? I mean, these guys thought they would have a fair shake at the convention. They went through so much effort, so much heartache, and so much you know struggle to try to win these primaries and to place as many delegates in the uh, you know the primary or the caucus they, as they, possible. Because we'll look at all the news stories about Ron Paul right now. They got Ron Paul's name to the top. Getting Ron Paul's name follows yeah. the message. So I think that 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 part's okay. worth it. it was worth My it question on the other side is: is what was it worth it to the Republicans? The Republicans disenfranchised a lot of people here. There are a lot of Ron Paul people, not just a few hundred at the convention, mm-hmm. but there are hundreds, probably a couple million, tens of think. thousands, hundreds of thousands. I don't know. There are a lot of people around this country that are going to vote for Ron Paul. And now what they think to themselves is, you know what? The Screw Republicans kind of stink. Yeah, for sure. Let's and, go to Kevin. He's in Indy listening to WXNT. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay. They canceled the first day. And they had yesterday, today, and tomorrow, so three days total. And yesterday, what they did was they let Santorum speak for a little bit. He only mentioned Romney maybe a couple of times in his speech. But then also they had a a black woman who is, uh, she's a mayor in Utah. She's running for Congress. They gave her quite a bit of time. Of course, it wasn't on prime time. And she she really hit, according to the Republican, she hit a home run. She really went after Obama. But then when the uh, governor who was the keynote speaker from New Jersey, spoke, he barely mentioned uh, Obama directly. So their, their strategy is they're not going to go after Obama directly. They're just going to talk about how great the Republicans could be versus the uh, Democrats. And then they had Romney's wife. Uh, she started off the first part of the prime time. Every night there's only going to be one hour prime time, and, and, the, uh, and the national radio station is carrying it. NPR? Yes, uh-huh, NPR. Yeah, I've heard that. All right. So, what do you think? I agree with what Mark was saying. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, what do you think about all that? I totally agree with what Mark was saying. The problem is they haven't brokered convention in the Republican Party since uh, 1976 when Reagan almost took uh, Gerald Ford. But even then, uh, Reagan couldn't overcome the deck stacked in all of these conventions now. Clearly. If they could have gotten to a broker convention, then maybe. 
Yep, but they didn't because they changed all the rules at the last moment and they screwed people over hardcore who'd worked very hard to try to get there, who had uh, really done a lot of, put a lot of effort into uh, owning those primaries and those caucuses. I mean, the Ron Paul people knew exactly what they were doing and they, they used the rules to their benefit as much as they could, but then the rules and the carpet just got pulled right out from underneath them. How can that even happen? That's part of what I don't really understand well, they, here. They're in control. They can set the rules however they want. <laughs> right. You know, it's it's like when you were playing a board game when you were a kid and you were losing and you said, oh, no, 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 this isn't the way things are going to go. Yeah. <laughs> and you changed the rules on the Exactly the like the that. Thanks, Kevin, for the call. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. More about what happened at the convention. Also, uh, your thoughts are certainly welcome. You can also bring up anything you'd like. 1-855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the realtor Mark Warden. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything that you want. Toll-free numbers 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. Get signed up. Keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live, go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up for our email updates there as well as uh, Twitter and Facebook and uh, Mark, have you been uh, hooting tonight? Yes, I've Excellent. done a little hooting. I just kind of, you know, we've been talking about the Republican national conventions. Uh, I haven't really hooted much about that, but you know, before that, I certainly was. You can uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well. It's a good way to kind of keep in the loop with what's going on actually during the show uh, to some extent. And uh, sometimes we we'll even read posts from Twitter and uh, Facebook on the air. It's true. So you can go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for any one of those free. Seals with clubs is online. Bitcoin poker. Now, if you don't know what bitcoins are, they are an, an internet currency that you can send and receive money without any ha- having to pay any fees. And they're also not really considered money by the United States government or any other, other government. So since the United States government, which is where the vast majority of our listeners live, has outlawed banks doing business with online poker, that's a real problem for people who want to play online poker. Here's a solution. You can use bitinstant.com to uh, get some bitcoins. You can put those bitcoins, uh, send them to sealswithclubs.eu, and you can play online poker. They don't want to know a lot about you, just a username and an optional email. No bank info, no credit card info, no documentation ever. Deposits are instants and cash outs are always the same day. Even if you don't have any bitcoins, you can go check it out. They've got free tournaments every hour that pay bitcoins to the winner. So you could go there with nothing, play in the tournament, win some bitcoins, use the bitcoins to win, to, to, to play. It's awesome. Seals with seals, like or, 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 kind of seals. seals <laughs> Did with you really just you. do that? Yeah, yeah. What do I care? <laughs> I love it. It sounds great. <laughs> People are very clear how to spell seals now. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, 855-450-FREE is the number. We're going into... By the way, is there another kind of seal out there? I mean, it's all spelled the same, Sealing an envelope, and it is spelled the same way. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter. It's just an opportunity to make a funny noise. Uh, So uh, back to the examiner here where they are running down the uh, the nonsense, running down the scams, the uh, underhanded, dirty 
tactics that were utilized during the Republican National Convention. We've kind of touched on some of these over the last several days, but they've really got a nice rundown here that will give you an idea of exactly how low these people were willing to go. They uh, were. They, by the way, played a very nice four-minute video tribute to Ron Paul today. So they finally did get around to doing that, huh? <laughs> yeah. That's good. After According to John gone. Tate, uh, that's, I got an email here. So, uh, again, the campaign manager, I should say. We've gone down the. Uh, wait, they're actually talking to you? What do you mean? You said it's an campaign? email. It's a bl- email blast. Oh, I was going to say, because the Ron Paul campaign throughout the entire campaign this year has completely ignored the media requests that we've made. Yes. Dozens and dozens and dozens. Of I them. mean, look, we're not uh, the biggest radio show in the whole world. No doubt about but that. But we're going to give Ron Paul the most time. We're on 110 radio stations on a Saturday night. We offered him as much time as he wanted to be on on yeah. those stations. We had to talk to him. You know, it's not like we're not going to pitch softballs. We believe just about everything he believes. Certainly, we're going to talk to him about some some tougher issues. But you know, I think that the Peter Schiff incident um, recently, where uh, he was reading uh, Jesse Benton's, um, is the campaign uh, manager Jesse Benton or, or yeah, campaign somebody? Or I other. think he's campaigning for Liberty, where he was reading his uh, his. To his uh, I thought he was in charge message. of the whole campaign. Uh, there's, I don't know. I mean, I thought that he was. What John Tate? What's he? What's he, he used do? to be the media guy. Like Jesse Benton was the media dude I think he's in campaigned 2008. For Liberty. Jesse Benton is campaigned for Liberty. Okay. But, you know, as the case may be, there's this this video out there where Peter Schiff is claiming that, uh, you know, Jesse Benton doesn't want Peter Schiff to be associating with Ron Paul rabble. And I guess we're the rabble. I don't know. Must be. I mean, I don't I'm not going to claim to know anything about this. All I know is that's video. And I trust what Peter Schiff says. I certainly felt like we were getting the cold shoulder from the Ron Paul campaign. They wouldn't we, even return an email. We couldn't. Get, it's not an email, Ian. I sent dozens of emails. Made, well, I at least, yeah, probably dozens of uh, phone calls. And, Over a year's time, you right? You tried to get all kinds of people within the campaign, and then we were told by somebody in the campaign that we were blackballed and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. It's, it doesn't make any sense. So clearly there's some screwy things going on behind the scenes. But let's talk about the more obvious stuff here that uh, we know that they were doing, according to the folks that were actually at the convention uh, let's see. The GOP announced a rules change on Monday saying that uh, now they could change the rules to allow the party's presidential nominee to replace his primary opponent's elected delegates at will with his own supporters, friends and delegates that the committee insisted was to present a unified front to the American people. To the Ron Paul delegation, it was a blatant and obvious theft of their rights and an affront to American democracy. Many argued that Mitt Romney hadn't been nominated yet. How can the party give him that power before the vote actually had occurred? Because he's the chosen one, Ian. They'd said that he was the nominee more times than uh, than I can tell you. And as a spit in the eye of the democratic system uh, in this country to give him the power to replace his opponent's delegates with his own would corrupt the entire nominating process. By the time the rule change came to a vote before the committee, uh, the convention rules committee, it had been watered down. According to a description by the Associated Press, it will bind delegates to the outcome of the presidential primaries and caucuses, preventing a candidate like Paul from pushing up their delegate counts at states' conventions. Critics point out that most states held both primaries and caucuses in many instances, the popular vote elected some of each of states. The state, some of each state's delegates. The state convention elected a few more, and each state was allowed super delegates made up of powerful politicians like governors, senators, and state chairs. The new rule is supposed to strictly link delegates with the popular vote. While it wasn't mentioned, it would not be a surprise to find out that the establishment-saturated super delegates also get to keep their posts. Now. I- 
you know, I, I have some affinity towards this idea that, uh, you know, people's that the, the votes in the primary should go directly for bound delegates. I get that idea. Uh, maybe even, you know, just directly to the candidate themselves. I mean, not even delegates necessarily just votes at the convention. I don't really care. I don't see any point in sending 2000 people to Tampa, um, you know, and using all that airfare and doing all that. So I don't see reason for it. But whatever. Um, you know, there are people that have arguments on the other side of this. And basically, it's the same arguments as the Electoral College. I, but to change the rules right in the middle of things is really what I think everybody had the problem with. When the rule was officially changed by the Rules Committee, a number of Ron Paul delegates walked out of the convention to protest the decision. Eliminating the power of the state party to facilitate the election of delegates, they argue, is akin to a hostile takeover of the GOP by the establishment wing of the National Party. Others warned it would allow the Democrats to pick the Republicans' nominee in blue states with open primaries. One delegate went so far as to compare it to the way Adolf Hitler took power in 1930s Germany. As reported by the LA Times, several members of the main delegation walked out of the Tampa Bay Times Forum after the convention affirmed the GOP's decision to replace 10 out of Maine's 24 delegates. That is, the ones that were for Ron Paul. Mm -hmm. Uh, The new rule allowed the party to arbitrarily kick 10 Ron Paul delegates out of the convention and replace them with 10 more Mitt Romney delegates. And according to observers, the move was made to keep Maine from officially nominating Ron Paul instead of Romney, thus canceling his official designation as a candidate. In response, Maine's Republican governor uh, boycotted the convention uh, there were cries of shame coming from the floor. As reported by the L.A. Times, one Ron Paul delegate from Maine was vocal in his reaction to the GOP move. Ashley Ryan, 21, a Maine delegate, said, It's a disgusting, disgusting display of a hostile takeover from the top down. It's an embarrassment. It's true. It is. They couldn't even give him Maine, one state. Well, it was, uh, would have been the fifth state, and you know they didn't want the, the special designation. But whatever. You I know, don't I mean, see it here, ridiculous. by the way, but I heard uh, Angel Clark talking today that uh, apparently they also changed the rules to make it so eight states had to be for a candidate before he could be nominated as a, I yeah. guess, option. They want the, the establishment candidate every yeah. time. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. Toll free, 855-450-FREE. It is that simple. We are here to take your calls about anything that you want. 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We have a lot of features, including the Shrine of Female Listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video, and you can see what I mean, by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you're a lady listener, you can get details there on how to become part of the Shrine. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. The phone lines here at Free Talk Live are brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI, one of the principals over there, Jason Osborne, actually the principals at Jason um, at uh, SACL CAI are both big supporters of Liberty. And as a result, big supporters of Free Talk Live. And so if you've got a business and you need to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI can do that for you. Their banner is at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. It's a sponsor of our phone line, SACL CAI. 
longtime supporter of this radio program. Thanks to the uh, the folks over at SACL. Let's go to Lee, listening in Michigan to WSJM in the Benton Harbor region. Hey, Lee. Hey. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, well, I, I just have one question, and, and I'm, I'm listening to all of the, the hoopla about Ron Paul and I listened to every, you know, during the, uh, what was happening, the storm and everything, and, you know, that just to me all seems so orchestrated to make sure that Ron Paul was not heard. And my question to anybody who has ever even thought about voting for Ron Paul is why would you not vote for Ron Paul? I mean, they say things like, well, a vote for Ron Paul is a vote for Romney and so on and so forth. You know what I say about that? So what? For a lot of years, I listened to all that, and and people are swayed by it. But uh, you know, you mean a vote for Ron Paul is a vote for Obama, or both? No, I'm saying the year. No, in the past years, they've said a, a vote for him or a vote for somebody that you know just that they don't want anybody to hear from, that they don't want to win. Um, would would if you vote for that person, you're going to end up vote. It actually ends up getting somebody else elected. Right, and you know this is the, the claim it's, currently it's going on. Was... Anybody? I'm just saying that's what they say, and I'm sure. saying don't go along with that hype. Just vote for Obama anyway. I can't imagine. I'm not going to vote for Obama. Obama. I mean, I'm sorry for Ron Paul in our heart. Those of us who have Ron Paul in our heart, if we just vote for him, if we write him in, even if his name's not there. Couldn't he win? No. No. No way. We, we don't have the numbers states. for it. And, and plus, we, I think we've just seen it at the convention that it's just, even if it did happen, it would be swept under the rug. Also, there are several states, um, you know, many states where a write-in candidate actually can't you can't you can't write in so try to imagine winning the election without mm. a handful of states i mean it would be you're already hobbled if you want if you want the liberty oriented candidate as far as i'm concerned if you want to if you want to vote your conscience write ron paul and in, in even if there's not a line for writing somebody in write in whatever you want but if you want the liberty oriented candidate and you want to send a message to the republican party or whatever it seems to me that gary johnson's your best bet i'd call him liberty leaning okay it's, okay, well, I w- I'm going to look up Jerry, Gary, Gary Johnson. I know I heard you say that earlier. Mm-hmm. So I'll look him up and, and check into that, and, and thank you for that advice. I mean, that's, that's all I'm looking for is how can we get the message across. And I know somebody said it earlier, and, and really that's what it comes down to. That's the most important thing. Not only that, but it's how are we going to enforce it. Do you think I mean, that's uh, what, what our next step has to be, Lee, making thanks. sure that – it happened. Thank you for the Literally, call and the thoughts, Lee. I appreciate hearing from you. And I don't think that one of the important points is I don't think you're going to be able to vote your way into uh, freedom, uh, at least not at the national level. I think the only way that you're going to have freedom, in, in my opinion, in the next several decades, if it's possible at all, is to have secession. The As long as the federal well, government exists, it, those people will continue to rule. They will continue to extract wealth and obedience from the people in this country. And they need to be stopped. And you can't do it with violence. You have to do it with uh, with non-cooperation. And secession sure. is the ultimate in non-cooperation. So what you would do is strategically with your vote at that point, even if you can't vote your way to freedom, you would probably try to vote your way to less tyranny. Uh, pick, the, pick the candidate that's going to be least tyrannical. To me, that seems like Gary Johnson. Um, would you agree with that statement? I need to do a little bit more research on Gary Johnson. You think he's as bad as Obama? No, and absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. I mean, okay. I just don't know who else is out there, so I don't. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> to me, there are two. There are two major parties. There's a minor party, and then there's you know parties that you might as well be write-ins. I'm sorry. I mean, they're not even on all 50, well, the, 50 states. 
Yeah, good point. I don't even know. Is the Libertarian Party on all 50 states They're going to be on uh, 45-plus. Okay. I mean, you know, they always are. They generally, they're off. on all 50. Yes, they, generally, they generally are. Do I think they're going job. to be, but I'm not going to – I can't go out on a limb. I haven't researched it. I'm just telling you that I really believe that they're going to be out there. And the second thing that you need to consider is which candidate is going to allow your state – is most likely to allow your state to use its uh, sovereignty to nullify federal intrusion into the state. And I think, considering that Gary Johnson was the vetoingest governor in the history of the United States of America, there's no governor that ever vetoed more bills than Gary Johnson vetoed. That says to me that he at least has a commitment to small, centralized government, doesn't it? I think the the guy's got a lot going for him. I mean, we've talked to him in the studio before. I find him, you know, personally likable, but then again, most politicians are pretty smooth. Uh, so, you know, I don't know what he's really like, I don't know. But I he's haven't good on, liked too many he's, politicians. He's good on the war on drugs. Yep. Uh, you know, you got to hand that to him. He's definitely got that no voting record that you're talking about there, Mark, yep. in, uh, when he was the governor in, in no, Spain, New Mexico. Yeah, he's got it all over the place. Uh, you know, he's somewhat anti-war. He's not really principled in, a, in that No, he's not, and, and I wish that he was. But as far as you know, I can't. My my uh, you know what what I wanted was Ron Paul with executive experience and younger. I got Jerry Gary Johnson, who is you know he's a little watered down from Ron Paul. He hasn't uh, you know he, he doesn't have the principles stand. He doesn't have the the education in Austrian economics that I love in Ron Paul. Mm-hmm. But he's also not. 78. He's not a former CIA uh, boss like Bob Barr, who was the Libertarian Party's joke of a candidate in 2008. I'd not say that he's, that matters. he's a big step up from uh, from where the Libertarian Party was four years ago. He's a big ago. step up from any choices or any p- historical, um, you know, I mean, it's just he was he was who I was supporting before Ron Paul. Frankly. All right. So let's go to uh, the phones here and continue. We've got Jared listening in Michigan on the amp lines. Hey, Jared. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, I had a few things quickly in response to the last call. Um, a write-in campaign, I mean, it wouldn't work because of the amount of votes, but also in most states that I've looked into the rules of a write-in, you have to pre-register as a write-in candidate because, I mean, if John Smith won something, I mean, look in your local phone, in your local yeah, how phone, many John Smiths how many there? John Smiths are you going to find? Right. So point. it would be a symbolic vote in nature. Um, yeah, and it won't be was, more um, than a, it won't be more than a it's it's an internal symbol at, at best because nobody else is going to really notice or be aware that you voted for Ron Paul. Right. And Ron Paul wasn't a perfect candidate, so if you're going to do a write-in symbolic vote, why not just write in Jesus? <laughs> well, I, I don't want to see Jesus become president. <laughs> well, I, Jesus isn't going to become president. He's dead. I understand. Ron I'd, Paul's not going to be president either if you write him in. It would be wasting your vote anyway, Mark, because, I mean, you have to be pre-registered as a writing candidate anyway right. for the reasons That's that the I point I'm making. So it wouldn't matter. And in Michigan, Gary Johnson may not even be on the ballot, and I wanted to vote for him, so I don't know what I'm going to do well, Really? Is the but LP the second, in that bad a shape in Michigan? They can't even get on the ballot? No. No. Um, Michigan has what's called a sore loser requirement. And Gary Johnson's claiming that he withdrew from the primary race before he could have lost it. Therefore, it wouldn't matter. So then he tried to re-register as a libertarian, and the Secretary of State claimed that he submitted his request three minutes late. So that's what's going on up here. It's ridiculous. Um, But I was listening to the podcast about the West Virginia guy, and I'm a bit of a a pro when it comes to to gun laws. I've 
some stuff I did involved in it and several, you know, uh, lawsuits and other things. Um, basically, West Virginia has been an open carry state since 1989. The state lost a lawsuit in 1988. And um, basically, any weapon you can carry unconcealed in your car or on your person. And they don't have a version of the Gun-Free Schools Act where it's a 1,000 feet of a school. I mean, you just can't carry on school property within that state. So it just seems like it's one of those things where they're just making this up as they go along and they're not going to really You're talking about where they went after the uh, member of the National Guard for jogging with an airsoft rifle in his hands and are now charging him with felony Can we talk about that? Trespassing charges. Uh, You're welcome to comment on it when we return. uh, Terroristic threats and, uh, you know, something else. Daryl, or excuse me, not Daryl, but uh, anyway, thank you for the call, Jared. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll be talking to Daryl here shortly. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You like your friends. You like Free Talk Live. Like your friends enough to share something you like with them. Help Free Talk Live get into more ears. Podcast listeners are the most important area of growth for Free Talk Live. Please share one episode a week on Facebook. Talk live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. Toll free number 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features we give to you. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by uh, becoming an amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And AMP is really the way that Free Talk Live has been able to. Uh, have a lot of success in the world of the radio business. I don't know how you could argue with the success. I mean, Free Talk Live was just recently named to Talkers Mag- Talkers Magazine's publisher just named Free Talk Live to the top of the list of a uh, very short list of up-and-coming radio programs, five of them, and Free Talk Live was the first thing out of his mouth when he did it. That's really powerful. We advertise in Talkers Magazine, likely bringing us to some extent to top of mind for this very important person in the industry, right? Like he, sees, true. he sees the ads in his magazine. How can he avoid seeing that? Um, and those ads are paid for by the Free Talk Live AMP program. That was the connection I was trying to make. Yes. And not only that, uh, the AMP program also pays for us to go to the occasional convention. A couple times a year, uh, we go to these talk radio Talkers convention where we can talk to the publisher. He's always, you know, always has a, a moment to, to say hi to us. And, he and always has something nice to say, too. He's so, really nice. so kind. Uh, but uh, most importantly, we get to be seen by the other, you know, the who's who of the business. And these things that, you know, going to conventions, advertising with the, the industry, these are things that the Free Talk Live AMP program makes possible. Your $3 a month, if you're an amplifier, makes this possible. And you can get perks, too. You get access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast and forum and you know different things that uh, are exclusively for amplifiers. But the real reason to do it is to help Free Talk Live expand, is to get the ideas of Liberty and Ron Paul and all these other things that we talk about. Not even because you like the program, but because you like the ideas of Liberty. Right. You don't have to like me or Mark or Nemi or anybody on the show. Everybody likes Nemi. Uh, to, uh, to appreciate. <laughs> That's not what I hear. <laughs> uh, That's even funnier. Uh, to, <laughs> to appreciate. 
appreciate uh, the good work that Free Talk Live does for the ideas of freedom. There are no other shows in syndicated radio at all like Free Talk Live with the principles, with the understanding of, uh, of what freedom's all about. None of them. I challenge you. Let me know. If there is, I'd love to talk to whoever it is and congratulate them for doing a good job and getting the ideas of freedom out there. They just don't exist. So if you like the fact that we're on over 110 radio stations across the country, AM and FM, on XM Satellite Radio and two channels on XM and everywhere else that you hear us online, then you can help make that bigger by becoming an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can do it with any major credit card through PayPal. You can use uh, Visa or MasterCard directly through our website as well. So do it in whatever way is best for you. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. makes a big difference for us. Now, before we... Now, you could also use the, the, the Bitcoin tip jar at bitcoin.freetalklive.com. Technically, that's not amping the show. Uh, that is, you know, it's nice, uh, but we haven't... We're a long ways away from implementing Bitcoin into the AMP program. You can't integrate it. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to get my programmers who have a lot of things on, in, on their plate. They, they don't just work full-time for Free Talk Live. I can't afford to hire full-time programmers. I so I get them when I can get them. And uh, we're, still ironing, when we do. we're still ironing bugs out of this, this AMP system. So it's, I'm not ready to change that over to Bitcoin yet. I know that some people would like us to go Bitcoin, and I can probably work with you individually if that's something that you really want to see happen is to amp through Bitcoin. But ultimately, you know, Talkers Magazine, they don't take Bitcoin yet. So the Federal Reserve knows. Well, I want Bitcoins, but, uh, you know. I do too, but AMP is designed to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. The money that comes in goes back out. It doesn't go into your personal Bitcoin that's account, true. Mark. Uh, so this, you know, it, then I would have to change the bitcoins into dollars in order to utilize them to advertise the show. So there's still some use in sending us those old Federal Reserve notes. If you've got them, you can send them to us. Okay, we'll put them to good use. Amp.freetalklive.com. Now we're going to go back to the phones here uh, shortly, but uh, Nemi, you said you had a comment on this soldier who was running with an airsoft rifle, now being charged with felony terrorism. Yes, um, a couple things that I had wanted to comment on. Um, the caller had said there were no local laws against carrying uh, firearms in schools. There's a federal law. That prohibits, um, and it's kind of questionable. We have a same situation in New Hampshire where we don't have a state law banning um, the use carrying of firearms in or near schools, but that is um, a federal mandate that has not been challenged constitutionally yet. Mm. So first I wanted to say that, and it's pretty clear to me that this guy is just getting dragged through the mud. They're saying he was um, incredibly intoxicated when he was... um, when he was arrested, because I know what oh, I that do. That wasn't mentioned in the story I read. But what that's I interesting. what I do is when I get drunk, is I just put on all my body gear and, and, and grab a gun and run my <laughs> ass off. You know. Yep. So, so being you know, in- incredibly intoxicated, you, I, I'm. So it seems really odd that he would put on a national guardman would put on all of his national guard gear, including the the bulletproof plates, mm-hmm. um, and then take an airsoft rifle and go running like they do in you know national guard training. I mean, this just seems like a really odd behavior. And airsoft rifles are generally um, have the orange tips on them too. Right. So yes. law enforcement, why would law enforcement show up here and and pull weapons on a guy who clearly had a not a real rifle. Well, they claim there was a complaint. Okay, so that's always a justification. They oh, can't, yeah. They can't do what they, they say in New people. Hampshire and say, you know, is the guy pulling the gun on someone? Because we've been through this here, too. That You know, a gun, just the sight of a gun is not enough to cause alert or or distress or alarm. It or, shouldn't be, but for some people, right. it is. And and the police response here is, is completely beyond the pale for me. I can't, I can't believe that they would draw on someone they knew had a toy gun. 
It's horrifying. So anyway, those are my comments. Thank you. Ian. Maybe it was defeated. Maybe he had defeated the um, the orange tip. Do we know if we ha- if he had an orange tip? Yes, on he did. Team? Okay, so that's confirmed. Yeah, got it. So it's it to me. It's it's bad law enforcement. It's overhyped neighbors. It, oh my God, the children. I hope somebody can step up to help this guy because I agree with you and you know your assessment's completely accurate. It's but also that doesn't stop on, them from doing bad things, right? It's also an attack on men because if this mm-hmm. would have been a child and likely even a woman do that was you know doing the same behavior that it's it's he's scary because he's male. And this is a huge sort of uh, I don't know, you seem to be going out on a limb there. You think a child running through a neighborhood I think a child a, would have been handled differently, but a you're saying a woman who I was said maybe the, even uh, just remember what you know let's let's get my, uh, you said this was an attack on men. Yep. Yeah, let's watch this play out, Ian. But Go based ahead, on Mark. what? Based on, well, for one, it's children can't do it, right? So a woman can't be intimidating with a gun? Is that what you're saying? No, this is an airsoft rifle. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm saying, A, it's they're less likely to do it, but if they did, so therefore if they did, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Remember that there's this underlying meme in society where, you know, men can't, uh, young young men can't do babysitting, uh, men are sexual predators, and, you know, this has been going on for some time where uh, rape is has the uh, the lowest level of, uh, of proof that's uh, required out there until, you know, r- relatively recently when that was found unconstitutional. So, yeah, I am going to say that this is all part of it. As someone with um, female parts, I'm yep. going to tell you that's – I don't agree with you. Okay, why um, not? I have uh, been through – It's sexist. Uh, well, it's, A, it's sexist, but it's just not – it doesn't match up with my experience. I have had plenty of issues that with of my own in carrying – even with Keen PD, where I have been carrying legally mm-hmm. and – I don't. I don't know if it's because I'm a woman, but that they have given me. Pl- I've run into plenty of law enforcement in this state that will stop a, a woman just as as much as they would stop a man. So I don't think that if the the gender or the sex of the person uh, age was my primary uh, characterization. Okay, this. remember I said and maybe even okay a, a woman. So but age is primary uh, consideration. The first statement you made was something to the effect of this is an attack on men. Yes, right. and I, I wouldn't agree so with that. that. Was not age was not men your primary are a designation of age, right? Men like, are a designation of age. Over what 18. do you call a a ten year old oh male? You do not call him a man. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Right. You're, you're backtracking. You're backpedaling. I, am not I understand why. I said. I understand why. Let's go to uh, Daryl because you got caught in a, bit, in a big time there. All right, let's go to Daryl and Keen. You're, you're on wrong. Free Talk Live. Sexist. Daryl, <laughs> you're on the air. I love if you had a sex, here. you'd care. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> Crappy. Oh. I I, I just have to say that I was enjoying listening to Mark sort of backpedal there. I don't feel like I was backpedaling at all. Whether it was an attack on men or just people over the age of 10. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, about the Democratic Party convention. And they have those? actually pulling a trick similar to what the Republicans did. This, this year they had a Democratic convention? No, it's going to be in North Carolina later. Right? Uh, they're having one this upcoming weekend. Oh, okay. And where is it? Uh, it's in Charlotte, okay. North Carolina. So what are they doing? Uh, there are two candidates, not named Barack Obama, that have one delegate in primaries. Uh, one is Randall Terry, who is probably most well-known for being glitter-bombed by Vermin by Supreme. Vermin Supreme, yeah. I knew that. I recognized the uh, name from that video. And the other is John Wolf. 
All right, I want to know and more. The so are pulling some tricks. Stand by, Daryl. You can hang on. We're going to come back to you here in a moment uh, in hour number three. Because Mark said earlier that he didn't believe the Democrats would do the same shenanigans as the Republicans, and I don't know why you would make a statement like that. They're all politicians. I said and Republicans slime. are rushing to the bottom. They're scumbags. Uh, it's just uh, so we'll find out what Daryl has to say here about what's going on in the Democratic Party National Com- or Convention. We're coming up. We talk. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyAndHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein, referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here toll-free. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. All right, so uh, still plenty of time for you and your thoughts as we launch here into the third hour of the program. We've uh, mostly been focused on Ron Paul and the uh, Ron Paul shenanigans, or the shenanigans that are were anti-Ron Paul at the Republican National Convention this uh, this weekend, over the, the weekend as well, what has been going on. It's the the last bash. You're not finding much of that on uh, the major talkers out there, the other the other talk shows, and it's because yeah. What they, are they talking about? Rah rah Romney, they, basically. Yeah, they're and you know Obama's a bad guy. That's yeah. really what they have to talk about. Obama's a bad guy because they really can't talk about what a great guy Romney is. Right. So just but, down the other guy. You know, it's interesting. These people hold themselves up as paradigms of uh, truth, justice, and the American way. But when something, um, you know, when something unfair goes on at the Republican National Convention, they're not going to talk about it at all. Coming up, Nemi's going to tell us about the worst of the internet and uh, first daryl is with us listening in our very own keen uh new hampshire to liberty 94.3 uh, daryl you're uh, back on free talk live and you were saying there's been some shenanigans uh, at the democratic national convention but it hasn't gotten the same level of attention uh, as the ron paul situation so what's going on okay so there are two candidates not named barack obama that have won delegates in the Democratic parties, uh, in the primaries that they had, okay. the the few contested primaries that there were, Randall Terry, uh, who is most noted for being glitter bombed by Vermin Supreme, <laughs> and a man named John Wolf, who I believe is currently serving a term in prison. I don't remember <laughs> what for, but both of those guys have won delegates in various primaries. John Wolf actually carried an entire congressional district in Oklahoma. Hmm. And Randall Terry won delegates, I believe, in West Virginia. And one of the two won a handful, one or two delegates in Louisiana. 
All right. The Democratic Party is trying to get their delegates thrown out, claiming that neither man is really a Democrat. So it's a purity test of some sort. Uh, of, of some sort, yeah. But at the same time, it's basically their way of saying, we want to make sure that all of the delegates vote for Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. So they're wanting the exact same thing. They want this unified front. They want everybody to believe that all the Democrats are 100% behind Barack Obama. I mean, they couldn't show that with the Republican convention because Ron Paul did get 180 or 190 votes. Uh, it sounds like these guys are going to get, yeah, what, a I handful at best? Ron Paul got 190. Michelle Bachman got one. Uh, yep, Santorum got nine. Got a delegate. Uh, there were, you know... A, handful of other people that got one or two delegates the um i'm so, looking you know, at this they don't mind that newt gingrich gets you know like 17 delegates or whatever it is they just didn't want ron paul getting a lot a large number of delegates uh, you know this john wolf I, I don't find anything in his wikipedia page about his incarceration which i find kind of strange maybe it's another john wolf that's in jail or another the candidate that you thought was uh, incarcerated i could be uh, i just remember reading something you know, in passing about John Wolf in prison. So, uh, Ballot Access News has a lot of information on the different primaries that had happened mm-hmm. because they cover all things Ballot Access. Very good. So, basically, you were calling to point out that, yes, absolutely, the Democrats will stoop to these same levels uh, as the Republicans yeah. will. And to some extent, the Libertarians even stooped to the same level. Explain that. What do you mean? Uh, back in May, the Libertarian Party had their national convention, mm-hmm. and there's a dispute that's been ongoing for a couple of years now and is still continuing uh, to be in and out of court regarding the Oregon Libertarian Party. The one faction claims to be the legitimate party but is not recognized by the Secretary of State. We are the, the real Oregon Libertarian is Party. recognized by the Secretary of State and is also recognized by the LNC, which is the Libertarian National Committee. However, the Credentials Committee for the Libertarian Party did not recognize the delegates from the recognized affiliate. They recognized <laughs> the delegates from the alternate affiliate okay. that is not recognized by anyone. And this means ultimately what? Well, it just means that the libertarians, to some extent, stoop to the same levels that Republicans and Democrats do. So was it that the alternate party in Oregon was more... Voted the way they wanted to? What, Gary Johnson friendly or what? Uh, I believe that they're all Gary Johnson friendly, but just the way the thing's been going in and out of court... There are certain people that are on the rules committee that are more friendly towards the unrecognized faction in Oregon, and they wanted to make sure that their friends got seated as recognized delegates. You know, politics is a disgusting uh, is. thing at all levels, and it's one of the reasons why I was so sick of the Libertarian Party down in Florida after having been involved with uh, with it for half of a decade and seeing absolutely nothing get anywhere as far as progress was uh, was concerned. And seeing well, there, these... there's always the New Hampshire Liberty Party that supports secession. That's true, and there's actually now and the New Hampshire Secession Party. There's also a New Hampshire Nicky, Secession Party as well, uh, Daryl. I'm sorry, I stepped on you again there. But there are actually two pro-secession uh, parties that have started up within the last six months in uh, in New Hampshire. Do they have any candidates running? 
Uh, well, I, I've got a question. Nimi, do you support secession? Yes, I do. Okay. Ian, I, I would like to see the New Hampshire Liberty Party possibly do a write-in campaign for Nimi Jones for president. <laughs> <laughs> see, Ian, people do like me. Thanks for the call, Daryl. I appreciate it, man. So, uh, so 855-450-FREE for The you. point I was making on the Republicans uh, squashing Ron Paul versus the Democrats uh, squashing John Wolf and uh, this other fellow. Randall Terry. Randall Terry is, uh, you, you know, like, I think that there's, to some extent, they're right that these aren't real Democrats. And I'm not here to give any kind of a loyalty oath or anything like that. But when uh, Wolf says that he wants to create an alternative to the Federal Reserve, I mean, it kind of he kind of sounds like a shill, right? Um, I mean, that does, that's not really been a Democratic platform at all. It's not really a Republican platform either. It's a, it's a platform by a heck of a lot more Republicans than it is by Just Democrats. because of Ron Paul. You, Why can't he be the Ron Paul of the Democratic wait, wait, Party? Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you saying Ron Paul is the only Republican that has an uh, an anti-Federal Reserve or at least an audit the Federal Reserve platform? There have been a couple of guys that have jumped on board to support him, but isn't Ron Paul the guy leading that charge? Mitt Romney said that he wanted to fire Bernanke, and uh, P- Paul Ryan said that he wanted to create a, uh, a currency backed by a basket of commodities. So, I mean, this is very much a Republican campaign. Get your head out of your butt. Wait, um, so just because Mitt Romney doesn't like some politician that's why he's Bernanke supposedly is not anti-fed. a politician he's the head of the federal reserve you don't okay. get to be the head of the fed without being a politician right. so uh, what was it perry out of washington out of uh, uh, of texas uh, there have been several of uh, justin amash there's several republicans i mean there's there's more than a handful of republicans out there that are against the federal reserve far more than a handful it's were they not, against the federal reserve before ron paul was really really popular not. ron paul's been around for 30 years that's my years. point it was ron paul well, then, who made then it make happen. that point i'm all for that point Ron Paul started the parade. Okay, I love that point. So why can't but if they Ron have Paul's one? the only man in the parade, you're just wrong. Okay? Okay, That's but why the difference. can't but why Can does I that, finish the point? No, why does that exclude this other guy from being a democrat? Because it doesn't sound like a Demo- because what all I'm saying is these people don't sound like democrats. What was the guy running for in uh, the one that got glitter bombed? Wasn't he running as the third party in New Hampshire? No, he's running as a democrat. Well, then why was he in the debate? It with was a Vermin uh, Supreme. It was a small candidates debate. It a was small a, candidates debate. It, was it wasn't a, a third party candidates it, debate. No, it was like everybody who's not Barack Obama, basically on the Democrat ticket, debating. Okay, well, um, the you know all I've got to say here is they're not alienating people. Sure, they are. Who? Me. Okay, the, the Democrats alienated you a long time ago. No, well, this is when true. When was the last time you voted for a Democrat? That's uh, funny. Well, yeah, that's it's been a while. <laughs> okay, I voted for Andrew Carroll. Great. Here in town, the um, Free State Project participants. So, what my contention you probably would have voted for him. I, I voted. For, I did vote for Heika. There you go. Eight five five four fifty free. That's Christ. the Sacred CAI toll free line. There's no reason why a Democrat couldn't be anti-Federal Reserve. That isn't Mark. the point. The point is the Republicans are alienating a large segment of Republican voters. Good for them. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Talk to the shouting man. <laughs> of that same old government-free baklava from Madrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. Order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com. This is Free Talk Live. We have 
Whatever you want, toll free, 855-450-FREE. Still to come, the worst of the internet. We'll talk about it. And uh, you can call in about anything. 1-855-450-3733. First, we'll tell you about some of the best parts of the internet, including Bitcoin and BitInstant. Yeah, bitinstant.com. You can go there. Uh, you can find a location that's near you. There's more than 750,000 locations worldwide where you can deposit cash anonymously, get your Bitcoins. They'll be to you likely before you return to your computer. It's bitinstant.com. If you don't know what Bitcoins are, go to weusecoins.org and watch the video. They're an internet currency. They're peer-to-peer. They're open source. It's impossible for anyone to inflate them. It's impossible for them to be counterfeited. It's impossible for anyone to mess with your account. Basically, you can do your own banking with Bitcoins. It's bitinstant.com. All right, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, So the worst of the internet. Uh, Tell me more about that. Yes, after a year spent looking at the dark underside of the internet, including bestiality, necrophilia, and child porn, this Google contractor wasn't even hired full-time. So, sitting in the sun at a tech company cafeteria, this former Google worker described a year. This is from BuzzFeed. Okay. Um, His role at the tech company um, mainly consisted of reviewing things like bestiality, necrophilia, body mutilations, gore, shock, beheadings, and suicides. Jeez. Explicit fetishes like diaper porn. Yes, I just did say diaper porn on the air and child pornography. Uh, And found across all Google products an experience that he found scarring. The company refused to make him a full-time worker, keeping him on contract status without much of a support system. Why would they have him do it? Doing it? Well, it's, it says it, this is more written in a first-person, um, more of a, like a blog post than okay. anything. First-person accounting, and he said over the phone, the recruiter informed me I'd be dealing with sensitive content. It didn't occur to me that I would be doing the work without technical and emotional support, and. He says, one of the most shocking parts of my job was working on porn issues. Child porn is the biggest thing for Internet companies. By law, you have to take it down in 24 hours upon notice and report it to federal authorities. No one wanted to do it within Google. So he dealt with all of the products that Google owned, including YouTube. If anyone were to use them for child porn, he'd have to look at it. So maybe like 15,000 images a day. Google Images, Picasa, Orkut, Google Search, etc. Now, doesn't this make him like... A multiple, you know, 15,000 times felon like this guy is like by the the government's laws. I mean, even seeing this stuff is supposed to be a felony, right? I I don't know if it's well, I guess if you view it on the Internet, it's technically possessing it. Well, I I guess that's what I was going to say was I, I guess you technically possess it because you download it into your cash, don't you? That's still how In the theory. internet works, right? There was a Supreme Court, uh, let's say- Was it a, New York A New York, court. maybe it was an appeals court ruling that you didn't possess child porn if it was just on your browser. Right. Um, that you had to make some effort to actually to download it or save the file. Right, okay. That's that's just their claim. I would not- Believe me, that doesn't mean I'm going to go running you. around the internet looking for yeah. child porn because, you know, that's- I, I, I suspect some court's going to overturn that. But I mean, way. it's-, it's this seems pretty brazen to come out and say that, you know, he looked at this stuff. Well, I think, it, it too, he's coming at it from the good guy side. And I say good guy side with air quotes here because he's doing it to comply with federal law. So the company complies with federal oh, law. Oh, I see. So he's committing the crime, as, right. as you say. So, like, it's to, totally legal when the cops look at it. Uh, right. Exactly. To deputize. Exactly. Right. So if the cops are looking at it, the government is looking at it, or a representative from the company, representative from the company is looking at it, then, then yes. Yes, apparently you aren't guilty of possessing or viewing child porn. So they get a takedown report for YouTube. 
he goes or on all their other whatever their, where, yeah. whatever other Google product, Google Drive or wherever it, yeah. wherever it is people might store things on Google. They get a takedown report from somebody. He goes and investigates. Yeah. is what it is, and that he's means the security guard. He'll come across all kind of nasty stuff. So he says. Um, he said he had no one to talk to. He couldn't take it home to his girlfriend because he didn't want to burden her with this. For seven, eight, nine months, he was looking at this kind of stuff and thinking he was fine, but it was putting him in a really dark place, understandably. Oh, no. So Google got someone from a federal agency to talk to him, and that's when it occurred to him that he really needed therapy. The therapist showed him photos of seemingly innocuous activities, kind of like a modified Rorschach test, and asked him for the first visceral reaction. And he's like, that's effed up. And it was just a picture of a father and a child. Hmm. So he went to get therapy. Google covered one session with a government-appointed therapist and encouraged him to go out and get his own therapy after he left. Good luck getting some therapy. <laughs> yeah. He's, he says, I, I think my manager was a little shocked, too, when I couldn't get hired full-time by Google. He gave me the news around the nine-month mark, so I had two months to find a job, as Google contractors only stay on for a year before they leave or become a regular employee. But he wouldn't tell him why he wasn't hired. Um, a lot of people he knows are ex-Google. They have the same story. Three people here were on the midnight shift for YouTube, and they were given the promise that if they were going to see beheadings and child porn and all this all this, all the time, they'd get hired. YouTube's review process is proactive. They have to sit there and look at all of it from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. for a year. One of my really good friends lost her life for a year doing that. Wow. But no one talks about it. Like the guy I knew at YouTube. He was the guy who knew everything about child porn, knew everything about beheadings worked with him very closely and every time a new video by al-qaeda came up he was the first guy to see it he had to see it for everybody but he was a contractor and they didn't hire him he has no idea why so so this is more of a story about how google is kind of throwing people away is the idea yeah, right like really that they that they come in they take this really undesirable position with a promise of possible future benefits mm-hmm. but they're just a contractor so they don't get any of the you know the bennies of being a, a google employee and then they get cut after however many months, nine months or, or whatever close to the deadline is. Yeah. And that way Google doesn't have to pay for whatever therapy they have yeah. to go through after having watched all this horrifying stuff. Yeah. That's basically the, yeah, the idea? Yeah, that's it. That's it. And that, yes, people are out there having to do this for a job. I mean, I've... Um, well, they don't have to. They could walk well, away. Well, this, that's true. I misspoke. It's Thank an you. unpleasant job, though. Yeah, I wouldn't want it. I mean, I... What's he getting paid, though? I mean, I wonder what the rate is. They're probably going to tell doesn't you that say. in there. But nope, doesn't say. You'd think, like, you know, when you're doing unpleasant work, there's a certain unpleasant pay factor that usually comes into to, to play. I mean, he's basically saying he's not getting enough, in which case, or maybe he, he realized after the fact that it wasn't worth it. Maybe he thought up front, oh, this isn't so bad. I can get paid, uh, you know, 20 bucks an hour to look at uh, all kinds of sick stuff. Well, and he kept doing it. Um, so, to some extent, maybe he was... I think that it's... It's an unpleasant situation if somebody's working for the come, uh, for the, the the next thing coming. Do you know what the I mean? expectation of a, some sort right. of promise? So, right. So whether that's the pension that they never get, they you know they're supposed to be there for mm-hmm. forty five years and they get fired fired on forty four, yep. um, or they're you know working to hopefully be hired as a full time employee. If they're being if a carrot's being dangled in their face and there's that carrot's yanked away. That's not fair. That hurts. But also, you shouldn't be working for the carrot. You yeah. should be working for whatever is, you know, What's whatever you're getting right paid. For. I, don't, I don't want your pension. I want you to go ahead and give me the amount of money that I'm going to need to, uh, you know, let me have my pension now. Now. You know, take care of myself. I'll, t- I'll go ahead and invest it, and uh, you don't need to worry about ripping me off when I'm 80. Thanks. Um, you know, I don't. 
you know, I mean, this is easy when I'm sitting here doing my own business, but I've certainly worked for a lot of other people in my life. And that's just what I think is right on both sides is work for the paycheck today. Do the job for the paycheck. I think there's a big difference between um, I, I think you're right, Mark, but I think it's completely different when a company is uh, is holding out the carrot of saying, OK, yep. we will help you. You'll get benefits. You can get the therapy you need and, and then have them do this this work that they weren't really told what it was out of the gate until they showed up and they said, yeah, they hey, come watch come watch some bestiality and child porn. They definitely deserve to be outed for this. 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. If you know more about this, we'd love to hear from you. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features, we give them away. They are yours, including listening options. We've got broadband, mid-band, and narrow-band versions of the show. They are streaming 24 hours a day. The latest episode of the show is always playing there at listen.freetalklive.com. You can also get our list of our over 110 radio stations on AM and FM across the country, uh, to which you can listen to Free Talk Live at various different times throughout the week. Our satellite listening choices include XM Satellite Radio, where we are heard every single night, all seven nights. Uh, We've also got our free-to-air KU bands uh, availability, the webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call in and listen from any phone that can dial long distance. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in. That's listen.freetalklive.com as we go back to the phones and to the fun. Let's talk to Brad listening in Indiana to WXNT in Indianapolis. Hey, Brad. Thank you, sir, very much for having me on. Sir, go ahead with your thoughts. Um, I just had a couple of comments. I was listening to you talk about the Fed and the issues with the Republican Party. And as someone that I've actually became a Ron Paul supporter uh, by default, I hated the guy with a passion and tried proving him wrong and kind of lost the (laughs) argument. And <laughs> anyway, by the way, um, this b- before you go on, this is the sign of a person who's arguing from a righteous standpoint. I mean, if it's it's very rare that an individual can logic themselves into a decision. I mean, it's it's really rare. Most people make arguments and and live their lives from an emotional standpoint. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've I've got to say, I applaud you for simply you know having the kind of an intellectual honesty to yeah. to to make that kind of decision. And I'm sure people do it. You know, everybody does at some point in their life, uh, but it's it's just rare. Most people make most of the time emotional decisions. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't could- like Rob Paul. He's old and ugly or whatever. Yeah. Well, I thought, but I think I think what you're talking about with this emotional decisions, I honestly believe that is the reason we have the majority of the people voting for a Romney or an Obama. I don't find, I mean, you won't, you don't find these people arguing issues anymore no. uh, right now. I mean, it's, it's really frustrating as as someone that I, I lividly despise Romney probably more than Obama, purely for the reason that he's a little more fake. 
That's about it. It's not that they have very different policies. They're almost nope. identical on, uh, on most things. But it's that, you know what, I'll at least take a guy that's going to tell you, hey, I'm actually going to run for national health care. You know what, I don't support it, but I'll take a guy that's going to be honest about it and tell me the truth over some guy that says, no, I don't support it, although I do support it for my state, which I voted or wrote it into law, but eh. Well, I'm going to close Guantanamo. Right, yeah, I was going to point yeah. out, uh, Obama's told plenty of lies. Right. Uh, closing Guantanamo, Government pulling the troops out of Afghanistan, transparency. You know, uh, he said pull the troops out of Iraq. Oh, what whatever. The war is over in Iraq, don't you know? Don't you know? Yeah. Friends of mine are still there. Friends of my friends are still there. But yeah, we're done in Iraq. It's okay. Yeah. Everybody move along. Nothing to see here. But yeah, it is about emotion, isn't it, though? I mean, uh, people are, are basically voting out of fear that the other guy is going to win as though there is some sort of significant difference. And, and that's what's so frustrating. For me, as a person that deals with a lot of Republican friends and background and stuff like that, the people that are voting for Romney are absolutely not voting for him. They're voting no. against Obama. Yes. But they could care less about what Romney stands for. And and it's just, it doesn't matter. It's, oh, Santorum, he's a really good speaker. He's a better-looking guy, and he's a Catholic. Let's vote for him. Right. God forbid that we look at a person's record. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's um, when, it, when it comes to this uh, voting for uh, Romney or Obama thing, it's, it's really just pathetic the way people, you know, they're, they're scared of this guy, they're for that guy. I mean, it's all fear-based. Absolutely. Brad, anything will, else you want to share? Not, well, I, I will make one other comment. I heard the person talking about the Google thing. And I personally, I live in North Dakota, where there's a huge oil boom going on right now. And I'm one of these horrible, crazy people that believes in a free market. And I, as, this, as I've lived in this oil boom, I've noticed that our company, for instance, we're a relatively large company that hires and fires a tremendous amount of people. And we have the same situation. We pay very good wages to people. We make them the promise that, hey, if you do really good and you make good impressions, we're going to hire you because we're constantly looking for good people. But we're not looking for average or good or better. We're looking for the best. And so we will hire people, but if they don't meet that best mm. standard that we're looking for, we will fire them. We will let them go. Yeah, and it's a good not point. that we're going to give them some long story on, oh, this is the reason we let you go or anything else. For the long story short, each company is going to try to keep employees. If they are making a dent in their company that's uh, irreplaceable by someone else, they're going to keep them. So as a younger person, a younger male that's been at my company now for three years and done incredibly well, has all the benefits in the world and makes a very good living, I didn't get that by just working a little bit hard and doing a little bit of extra or a little bit this. I did my very best to outperform every single person in that company. I certainly appreciate your point. I certainly appreciate your point. And I would argue that the people at Google are probably doing the same thing. I mean, if they're looking at this content, it it really can emotionally and mentally damage you, I would imagine. I mean, I, I can't imagine being immersed in beheadings and violence and uh, that child porn, uh, you know, for eight hours a day, full time, and I, I don't, I don't think that that means that they're slacking on the job because they're not getting the, well, no, the job. I at think the end Brad of the month. makes a good point, though. Uh, in certainly, that we don't know what the you know the manager's 
perspective is on this. I mean, but I don't this, think we should ignore it just because we don't know what the manager's perspective is. I know. I'm, I'm that's what I'm gonna, saying. We don't know what their perspective is. All we're hearing from is the perspective of this contractor who's basically bitching because he didn't get hired as a full-time employee. And he knows other people. And for all we know, you know, he wasn't that great or he had a bad attitude. Well, there was or, actually or a class action suit back in the 90s because Microsoft was abusing temporary employees because they were hiring temps and keeping them on for five, six, seven, eight years. So to as not a as a temp. Because that, hmm. you know, every, every employment is temporary, even if you're there for 20 years, yeah, true. you know, but they were hiring them as, as temporary employees to avoid giving them um, the higher rate of pay, um, benefits packages, medical, medical insurance and the like. And Microsoft was found guilty and they had to pay back wages to people. And I think this is kind of it sounds to me like this is more of that sort of thing. Like we were talking about earlier, someone is expendable. They come in, they do the good job, they do their best. As Brad right, it doesn't said. sound like he needs programming experience or any sort of level of expertise to do this job. He's just looking at videos all day, right? So this is a job that anybody can get hired for, as long as they can click a mouse. But um, the caller makes the, 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 the most relevant point, and, and I think that's less relevant with larger companies than it is with smaller companies, and I don't know how large the company is uh, you, you work for there, caller. Brad. Uh, Brad. Uh, you know, is that if, you're, if you make yourself, um, you know, mo- the most valuable as you possibly can, then they're going to keep you, they're likely to keep you on, or you're not right for the job. You know, when it's bigger companies, I think that that value can sometimes just, you know, not shine through. There's so many employees out there, and it's difficult to see it. Brad, thanks for the call and the thoughts, man. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. I think, you, I think that's a good point, especially with a job that essentially amounts to menial labor. Uh, I mean, the, the menial labor of the internet here. This guy isn't writing code for Google. He's not doing something in which that he can likely excel in. Uh, I mean, you're looking at videos and you're marking them delete or keep, right? I mean, that's essentially his job. I would it doesn't argue sound that's like probably, it's a real high-skill job. Well, no, high-skill, but it's certainly high-cost. And I, I would argue that it, it is more high-cost personally than right working writing code I, I you know i think it would have i get what you're saying that right. it's high cost but i'm i think mark's onto something and it essentially is a throwaway position that it doesn't sound like someone could really excel at him unless he can go faster than everybody else right. in the uh, why in don't the they hire somebody in india to do this that's another good question. Why don't they? I mean, this is the kind of thing that, it, it, as a company, you would totally want to hide. I, outsource. You know, the, yeah. this is a terrible idea to have uh, put a an American in in charge of this. I mean, it's unless they're getting rid of things like um, you know words, and I don't didn't hear that. What I heard was child porn images, beheadings, beheadings. And all kinds of other don't disgusting images. Don't forget the diaper images. porn. Diaper porn. Uh, you know, this could very well be done with uh, done elsewhere, and they wouldn't have to deal with it. Not in my backyard. Mm. Yep, I mean they're they. I mean, just go go to the the, the former Untouchables case in India. They they have always dealt with uh, things that are vile and disgusting. Yeah, put an expert on it. Uh, all right, so more coming up here. The remaining moments of Free Talk Live are imminent. We might still be able to sneak your call in if you're on the phones right now. If not, get on at eight five five four fifty three. That's one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Do 
have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and two XM channels. FTL has also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at Mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control in these remaining moments. Enough time for you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That's toll-free, 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. We give them to you. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can promote us. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. And it's there where you'll get access to a free bumper sticker that you can actually put on your car or wherever it is you like putting bumper stickers. Uh, or you can download and or you can uh, download web graphics and high-res graphics even. Make whatever you want out of those graphics. Uh, use them how whichever method works best for you. Download our archive. Share them. And there's all kinds of ways to get Free Talk Live into other people's ears. Go to promote.freetalklive.com for some suggestions. Bitcoins. Um, if you don't know what bitcoins are, they are an uh, largely potentially anonymous digital currency. They're peer to peer. They're open source. You can send and receive money with bitcoins without having to pay fees. I mean, it's it's virtually free to send uh, bitcoins. There's a very very small small little thing that you can opt in or opt out of. If, uh, that's what you wish to do. And you know they're revolutionizing i think they're going to revolutionize the world but they certainly are uh, you know they've they've taken a giant step forward with it as far as all the different places that are accepting bitcoins and the innovations in that area um if you're looking for another place that accepts bitcoins oh it, to find out more about bitcoins go to weusecoins.org watch the orientation video there there's some links there's the link to get your bitcoin wallet get started you can go to i think it's bitcoin faucet there's a link there where you can go get your first little 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 partial bitcoin and if you need to get uh, another place that takes bitcoins is memorydealers.com if you need optical transceivers for your networking equipment and you want to support liberty at the same time buy them from memorydealers.com all right let's continue here jason's in houston listening to xm's america's talk hey jason you're on free talk hey guys thanks for having me on go ahead sir uh yes i wanted to talk about uh the media and the democratic uh, situation where they're basically their strategy to fool everybody uh, to vote for Obama. Um, it just seems to me that it's um, more of divide and distract. And um, I was just trying to get your point of view on that. So uh, to, to get people to vote for Obama, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the, the, uh, the, the, the strategy seems to be very similar on both sides. We're, we're going to do our very best to avoid talking about what the accomplishments and the records are of our particular candidate. And we're going to do uh, the most possible to talk about what's bad about the other guy. And we'll, we'll throw in a whole bunch of innuendo and we don't mind doing some lying, too. I really can't remember back in other elections where they did it this much. Um, I, I think everybody know. says that every time. I yeah. mean, I, I do expect with the 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 um, with the more advertising that's available out there, the more money that gets into it, that you're going to hear more and more of these messages. But uh, you know, with the cable news networks, they're you know they've got some, they have to fill something in those 24 hours. So you know, this is it. All right. Well, 
thanks, guys. Thanks, appreciate Jason. It. Appreciate the call, man. 855-453. Kelvin in Colorado on the amp lines. Hey, Kelvin. Viva Bitcoin. Hey, Kelvin. Right <laughs> hey, Nemi. Uh, Ian and Mark. Uh, let's see. Uh, I've only heard snatches of the show tonight, but I've heard a lot of talk about the, the Ron Paul situation, and I expect you guys probably gone through enumerating all the fees and everything that went on. Yes. Uh, I've been going around all day today, like, seething about the whole thing. Uh, I I gave money to the Ron Paul campaign. I waved signs. I was a, a delegate to the state uh, convention. Uh, and to see what happened today, just, you know, completely uh, disgusted. Because I thought, you know, maybe all this other stuff that went on, you know, okay, so it's a bad apple or two in some states. Some people, you know, were a little over-enthusiastic about Romney or whatever it was. But this last thing last night proves that it uh, it goes all the way to the top. Now, what do you mean? Uh, what specifically are you re- – to what are you referring? The uh, – uh, what was formerly re- the requirement to have five states, uh, and Ron Paul had uh, five states plus – uh, the Virgin Islands to uh, nominate to be able to nominate uh, Ron Paul from the floor, and they just at the last minute they just changed the rules so he had to have eight states. Yep, uh, and disenfranchised all the uh, Ron Paul people. And so what I didn't get is why couldn't they throw uh, the Ron Paul people a bone? Let you know Paul get nominated. Of course, he'd be crushed by Romney, but at least they would have the appearance of having a fair process. Instead, yeah, they've exposed themselves to be complete frauds and cheats and liars and everything else. And I couldn't figure out why they would do that. And I yeah. I think I just found out this, figured it out this evening. Hmm. They are scared. There's no other reason why they they uh, they wouldn't do that. Uh, you know, would scared of what? They're scared of the uh, the liberty movement, and they don't want to be infected, basically, by uh, people that are, aren't statists. Because you know the Republicans are statists, uh, even though they claim to be for you know individual liberty and uh, freedom, and the Constitution, and all that stuff. We all know that that's just uh, you know window dressing. Yeah, they don't it's absolutely. Believe any of that stuff. Uh, so so they're so afraid that uh, the the liberty folks are going to get in and. Uh, sway the direction of the party away from them having uh, power and everything that they're doing everything they possibly can to crush the uh, hmm. the freedom people who and that's a bad group to alienate considering the the energy and devotion and uh, everything that the uh, the liberty folks could have brought to the Republican Party. Yeah, and, but they don't have money. Now, so uh, yeah. ultimately, Ron Paul made a lot of money. I mean, he yeah, had a he lot did, of but they don't have fundraising. the billions of dollars. They don't have the the people with the the corporate connections and the big time, uh, you know, military industrialists. The people that are really the ones that matter as far as the politicians the are that, concerned. The, the ones that are willing to pay you off in order to get your vote. Yeah, so you're right, Kelvin. I mean, there's there's no doubt they made a mistake in that they could have brought these folks in. They could have utilized their talents, and they are very talented. You know, the Ron Paul uh, supporters yeah, did very. a great job of promoting Ron Paul and coming up with unique uh, promotional opportunities. Remember the, the Ron Paul blimp from 2008? Yeah, big deal. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of neat stuff that they did. They made a lot of great videos, and most of Ron Paul's popularity was because of his supporters and not because of his campaign or anything brilliant that the campaign did. It was all the you know the grassroots. So you're right. They 
they did throw throw away the grassroots, but ultimately the grassroots isn't giving them the money, and they're certainly not really uh, you know putting them in positions of power or in any way um, you know benefiting the uh, the power brokers at the top level. So they're doing everything they can, and I think you're right out of fear of what could possibly happen to their their power structure. Right, because they just came off looking really bad and like thugs, and it wouldn't have cost them anything to have uh, just allowed a little. You know, appearance of transparency. It wouldn't have cost him anything. Romney still would have gotten in, and uh, and they wouldn't have been exposed as the incredible frauds. Well, I guess so, we have them anyway, to thank just, for that then, because I hope that this will result in a bunch of people, and thank you, Kelvin, for the call. I hope this will result in a bunch of people uh, bailing out on this silly notion that they're going to somehow be able to uh, take over the Republican Party at the national level and move the move the hell up here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and get active here, where you already have liberty activists in the Democrat and Republican parties, large numbers in the Republican Party here, and uh, people are already elected on the ground here. You've got a robust civil disobedience and uh, non-cooperation movement in comparison to anywhere else. You've got uh, people doing uh, media that just can't exist anywhere. I was talking with Emberly, who's now the director of Shire TV, which was formerly known as uh, Free Keen TV, and was talking to her about how you know this would not have been possible, doing a project like uh, Shire TV, which involves what, a dozen at least activists on a rotating basis, if not more? Uh, I'm, I'm never there to do it because I'm here doing the show. And I, are, you are in, are, no, are you I left. Um, I was working with JJ when he was doing free, um, free Keen TV, but I have not been uh, affiliated with the Shire, Shire TV. Is that what they're yeah, calling it? It's mostly yeah. the same crew, so that's why I thought you yeah, were still involved. No, we had, um, we had, I think, probably six or seven people who were involved on a weekly basis. Ongoing. Some people kind of come and go, and yeah. so there's probably at least a dozen folks that have been involved uh, no, probably over the Probably over the, yeah. And... Yeah. You know, it's a huge project just to have, just to even get yeah, six television activists. is a huge project. Just to even get six activists committed to that level of, we're going to be somewhere every week at a certain time doing this, you know, the same kind of production. Yep, that's right. And, uh, you know, she's, she's like, yeah, this you know, is just not possible where I come from. And it wasn't possible where I come from either because you just didn't have the dedicated activists that it took to get it done. Wouldn't have happened. So if you are sick and tired of this uh, Republican shenanigans and you know that uh, you know, you're not getting anywhere, you're just tre- treading water or banging your head up against the wall, take the time to go to freestateproject.org and join the Free State Project. Uh, in fact, uh, apparently Ron Paul, this again from The Examiner, was mobbed with faithful admirers as the TV cameras zoomed in on their nominee, begging him for autographs or to have their picture taken with a retiring Republican icon. For the first time since the convention festivities began, an air of royalty and respect swept the event. Not any mandatory loyalty or bloodline aristocracy. It was pure admiration, respect, and appreciation. That's right. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. I've been told no in many different ways. I give you an order and you're going to obey it. Who told you to go this way? You can't do that and you have to leave here. You cannot bring Simon to the rally. Walk with me. Well, I'm, I'm, no, I'm comfortable me. here, actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Who do you think you are? Excuse me. There is no video or audio allowed in this. No, I have work today. This is you ain't going to make it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey! Oh my god! Unbelievable! Why are you running from me? Because you scared me! What am I being detained for? You'll be in What is this? You'll be in What is this? Bureaucrats.
Democrats have a funny way of telling people no. That's the sound of the men working on the chain. Derek J's Victimless Crime Spree, available now free in HD. See it now at victimlesscrimespree.com.